0: Good morning, welcome to church, welcome to Activate Church. Church, if I can ask you to stand, we're going to open in prayer as we begin our time of worship and praise to God. Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is to be in church this morning. Father, we've gathered to praise you, to honour you, to worship you, to lift up your name above every other situation, every other circumstance. Lord, may your name be praised, may the glory of God be magnified. In this place this morning, and everyone said, Amen.
1: Good morning, church. Let's praise. Here we go. Come on, put your hands together. Are you joyful this morning? is <laughs> hurt. So I will praise you with gladness, for you are good. you have given me joy, I won't stop and will never leave. So I will praise you with gladness, for you are good. You are good. For you are good. Come on, lift up and shout Oh, you are good How God is good yeah. I'm gonna shout your praise I'm gonna lift you up I'm gonna shout out loud That you are, you are the living God Oh, oh. cross God. You did it all for me, yeah. You gained it all cause you love me. Oh, I'm gonna shout your praise. I'm gonna lift you up. I'm gonna shout out loud that you are, you are.
2: morning everybody. How are you doing? Fantastic. Very good. Great to see you this morning. It's been a good week, hasn't it? The Crusaders won. Woo! I just said that for Rex and Gail. The Chiefs won. Yeah, yeah. The cricket team won. We won. We did. All of us won. Yeah, yeah, we did. It's fantastic. I'm sure the Bible says that we've all won. Somewhere. Somewhere. Let's pray, eh? Father, I thank you that we can be here and that you are the centre of our attention today. And we lift you up. Father, we declare that uh, this time is set aside for you. And I pray that our presence together, our praise, our celebration together would bring you glory. Jesus, I thank you for everything you've done. And that you came and that you made it possible for us to have relationship with the Father. And Holy Spirit, we invite you here. We know you're here. You promised that when two or three are gathered, you will also be here. So this morning we celebrate that. We celebrate your presence. And I ask that every person would know the presence of God. Every person would sense a smile of God in this place today. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Why don't you say hello to two or three people as you take a seat? with us today we'd like to give you a special welcome great to have you here if you're visiting how about giving me just a little wave and we've got a um, pack we'd like to give to you just to say welcome great yeah keep waving those hands yeah fantastic and some up the back as well that's great down the front here over here brilliant yeah keep waving your hands thank you they're coming they're coming church can we welcome our guests today please Keep your hands up, they will come, they're coming. That's great. Actually, while we're welcoming guests, I thought it'd be really great because uh, Brent and Juanita and family are here today, all the way from Tauranga. That's right, isn't it? It's not the you spend time at the Mount, but Tauranga. Yeah, and um, so they, they were part of the church for a long, long time and they shifted over the Christmas period and we never got to pray for them. So I would love it if we could pray for you guys. Is that all right? Awesome. Ray, why don't you come in? Pastor Ray's going if to, if you know them, why don't you gather around them and let's pray God's blessing on them. And the girls, are the girls gone? Where are the girls? Yeah, come come this way. Great to see you. Yeah, come out. It'll be easier. Then we can all gather around you. Pray God's blessing on you as you settle in that new city their gain, our loss for sure.
0: Wow. Awesome. Uh, Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to stand with Brent and Winita and their wonderful family and uh, Father, we thank you for the wonderful people they are. We thank you for the adventure that you have them on and Lord, as they've moved Lord into the Bay of Plenty, I truly do prophesy, Lord, it will be a Bay of Plenty that Lord, they would walk into the plentiful uh, goodness of God Lord, and family relationships and blessing and, and work opportunities and, Lord, uh, um, schools and church and so forth. Lord, everything that they put their hand to, Lord, may your goodness be released through it. And uh, Father, we thank you for the wonderful investment they've made into the life of Activate Church, Lord, over many years. And Father, as they've invested here, Lord, may the reward of that go ahead of them, I pray. And so, Father, it's with sadness and yet with joy we release them for all that you have for them. And we pray that you'd watch over them, protect them every step of the way. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Awesome.
2: Great, great to be able to do it. Great to be able to pray with you. Who's had a birthday this last week? Oh, hands, great. If you've had a birthday, come and stand with me. Fantastic. If you had a birthday, come and stand with me. Happy birthday. What about wedding anniversaries? Any wedding anniversaries? Yeah. If you had a wedding anniversary, come and stand with me. Help yourselves to a chocolate. Oh, lots of you this time. That's great. Help yourselves to some chocolate. Then don't go. Once you've got your chocolate, you've got to stay here, okay? Fantastic. Church, can we all stand up, please? We're going to bless these ones who've had birthdays, who've had wedding anniversaries. Great. We're going to pray God's blessing over them for the next year. so it's on the screen. Hopefully, you've got the drill down by now. Here we go, ready? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Why don't you give them a big hand? Happy birthday, happy wedding anniversary. Well, kids, you are going to go. Actually, before you do, before you do, before you do, we got something real special this morning. Come back and sit down if you're if you are a kid. We got something really special. So you know how we have a testimony every week of how someone's bringing goodness to their community. This week, we're going to hear from Nikki Mataiti. So why don't you give him a big hand? Come on, Nikki. Come with mum. Nikki's going to need chocolate at the end of this, so get, get ready, Wayne. Awesome. Why don't you tell us what happened?
3: I prayed for someone at school. Why did you
1: pray
3: for them? I prayed for them to. Um, Someone was sick, and I prayed for them to be not sick.
2: That is fantastic. Isn't that cool? Well done. Why don't you get some chocolate? I reckon you deserve that. That is awesome. Well done. Isn't that great? Bringing goodness wherever you are, whenever you're there. Age is not a barrier at all. That is fantastic, Nikki. Well, I pray that the children will have an awesome time this morning, Lord, that they would know your presence, that as the taught truths would settle in their hearts and that their relationship with you would develop as they spend time together. And I ask, Lord, your blessing on the leaders. I thank you that we have incredible leaders who constantly sow into our children. And I ask that they would walk with a sense of um, being powerfully used by you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you're a part of Activate Intermediates, you're going to the downstairs cafe. Follow Ashley. Everyone else is going out this door, I believe. Follow Ashley. <laughs> follow Ashley this way and Muller this way. Actually, as they go, if you are doing the Faith 101 course, the new discipleship class this morning, If you want to be part of that, you could meet David out in the foyer um, in the next couple of minutes would be great. So if you're part of the Faith 101 New Christians course, just make your way to the foyer and Dave will meet you out there would be really good. Two other things I want to mention very quickly. One is next week during the service, we have Activate DNA on, which is uh, we'll be telling you all about how the church works. Uh, Where we're going, what it looks like. If you're new to Activate Church, you really should try and be part of that course. And um, it's during the 10 a.m. service next Sunday morning, 10.30. Did I say 10 a.m.? 10.30. If you come at 10 a.m., you'll be early. You can have three cups of coffee. Um, It's during the service anyway, the 10.31. And it would be really good if everyone could do that. I just saw Nicole and Guy out the corner of my eye. Welcome back. Looks like you guys had a blast. Yeah? Awesome. Um, The other thing is School of the Spirit. On the 26th of March, which is a Thursday night, Thursday night, all day Friday, Saturday morning, we have School of the Spirit happening here. And look, I'm really, really passionate about School of the Spirit. I went to Bible college, did those things. My head was filled with great stuff. The one thing that I felt I should have learned that I didn't learn was how to be competent moving in the things of the Spirit. And um, I would like us all to be competent at moving in the things and the gifts of the Spirit because I think, um, you know, when God prompts us, when He creates an opportunity for us, that's the place we need to go. We need to be confident there. We not need to be worrying about, can I or can't I do this? We need some confidence there. And we've got some great teachers coming to help us in this area. We've got Pastor Don Lake from Inspire Church in Talpo. He is probably one of the best teachers I've heard around the whole area of the prophetic. He is outstanding at teaching that. He's regarded in the Acts Church movement as a prophet. Recognised, sorry. But he teaches it exceptionally well as well. We've got uh, Greg Simner coming from the Rock Church in Wellington. We've got Pastor David Quinn from Fielding. I'll do a couple of sessions. Phil's going to do a session. It's going to be an outstanding time. So I encourage you to sign up in the foyer when you go. It's only $50 for the whole time. And if you bring four of you, the fourth person's free. So that's not even $50. That's, that's awesome. Anyway. That's it, because I want to invite Josh Moore to come and lead us around communion. So can you give him a hand as he comes, please?
4: Thank you, Sheridan. If the host team can please start to hand out the communion. Have you ever done something that you regretted and that you found it really hard to forgive yourself for? I think sometimes forgiving ourselves can be the hardest thing because we regret what we did, but there's nothing that we can do to undo that mistake. And so we're stuck. I think it's at times like that that we actually realize more than any other that we don't deserve forgiveness. And that actually is the core message of the gospel. We don't deserve forgiveness, but we can receive it. And that's called grace. Uh, my granddad, he, he struggled with grace. He worked incredibly hard his whole life. He ran a successful business. He contributed enormously to charitable organisations and especially to sport in New Zealand. Um, he even received a knighthood for his contributions to sport. But he wasn't a Christian and we'd prayed for him for years, but he was one of these people that just seemed so hard you thought he's, he's never going to come to Christ. But a few years ago, we were at a family wedding and I was talking to him and he'd actually started to soften a huge amount because he had started to go to church semi-regularly, which was amazing to us. But going to church doesn't mean you're a Christian. And as I talked with him, one of the things he said to me was, I don't deserve to go up there, meaning heaven. I deserve to go down. So he was still stuck in the mindset of needing to deserve to go to heaven. Now, of course, we know that we can't earn our way to heaven. And so I tried my best to convey to him the meaning of grace, that none of us deserve forgiveness at all, but that as we turn to Christ, he forgives us and he gifts us a new beginning. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, it says this. It says, You were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Now that is grace. It says we were evil and enemies of God And yet now we stand before him holy, blameless, and without a single fault. That's definitely not what we deserve. We're gifted a new beginning. Philip Yancey in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace? um, He says, grace comes free of charge to people who do not deserve it. I actually bought the book What's So Amazing About Grace and I posted it to my granddad and he read it and it had an enormous impact on him to the point where he was finally able to accept the undeserved forgiveness of Christ. And he became a Christian about the age of 86 years of age. So that was amazing. So at 86, he had a new beginning in Christ. So at communion, when we take communion now, we... Remember that when we became a Christian, we received a new beginning. Our sins were washed away. But it wasn't just a one-time thing because we still mess up and Christ's forgiveness is still there. That new beginning is still there for us. I find communion to be a really good time to pause and reflect and repent Is there an area of our life where we again need that new beginning? Is there an area where we again need just that cleansing from God? There's a prayer in Psalm 139 which says, point out anything in me that offends you. So just before we take communion, let's take a moment now. Let's just close our eyes and let's take a moment to reflect and ask God to point out anything in you that you need to repent of? Have you kept your eyes pure? Have you spoken any words that didn't honour him? Is there anything that he wants to point out? And if so, take the moment now to repent and receive forgiveness again. Is there something you need to forgive yourself for? Is there anything that's becoming a barrier between you and God? You can accept that new beginning as we take communion. So take a private moment with God now and then take the bread and the juice.
1: Just as you're ready, why don't you, I'll invite you to stand to your feet and uh, we'll continue in our time of worship now. Great. To save the one you love And this hope is an anchor for my soul My God will stand unshakable So Lord, unshakable Lord Almighty Lord There is none like you Lord Bu place this morning and he's so wanting to meet with you wherever you're at this morning let him bring refreshing, let him bring peace
2: get a sense in my spirit this morning that there's an invitation from God for a fresh start, for a new day. It's a new day, but there's an invitation for a fresh start. And I really felt as I was just allowing that thought to rest in my spirit that there's people this morning and you've kind of gone so far down a track and you're going, well, I'm stuck. I'm committed in that direction. I can't turn around, whatever it is, lifestyle issues or or choices or whatever it is it's just you've gone down a track and you're feeling like you're committed to the track but in your heart of hearts you know the direction you're committed to is not the direction that's right for you I really sense this morning that the Holy Spirit's inviting us to step into a new day step into a new start now, I wonder if that's you that I'm talking to this morning. If everyone could just bow their heads for a moment, it would be great. Keep people on your left and right. Give everyone privacy. But if that's you this morning, I wonder if you could just step back against your chair so that your calf muscles are on the back of the chair. It gives you a little bit of space. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you just to take it one step forward. And what you're saying is, Jesus, I receive your invitation. Jesus I respond to you today I say yes to a new day yes to a new direction yes to a new start whatever it is if that's you this morning and you need to take a step forward why don't you do that right now just take a step Father you see the hearts of your people and you see the willingness to receive your invitation This morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, I would break off anything that's holding them back that will not allow them to step into a new day to receive a fresh invitation. I break its power in the name of Jesus, whether it's words, whether it's circumstances, whether it's health, whether it's just perception. I break the power of it now in the name of Jesus and I declare freedom for your people to respond, freedom for your people to step into a new day, freedom for your people to receive and step into your invitation this morning. Declare a fresh start. I declare that sense of walking under the favour of God, that sense of God's smile, the peace of God to be on every person who's decided to step into the invitation this morning. In the name of Jesus. I thank you that you see the end. I thank you that you've got a plan and a purpose. Scripture tells us that it is of hope. Not to destroy us, but of hope. And we take hold of you this morning. And we step into your plan this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you... Say hello to a couple of people and tell them that God's good. And that he loves them. His smile is on them. His desire is to be their friend. Desire is to be the centre of it all. Well. Wow. Great. The ladies had a great day yesterday, didn't they? Yeah? Yeah. Girls day out. Fantastic place was filled with women. I came down and made coffee for a little while. It was terrifying. But uh, we survived. Very good. Well, it gives me great pleasure this morning to um, welcome Andy and Karen Burton. And uh, Andy and Karen, as you most likely know, uh, have been sent out by us here at Activate Church to Belgium. They've been there eight years now. And um, they've been back in Hamilton for seven weeks. Well, this is their last day in Hamilton. And then they're starting to head back via Auckland, Christchurch, Christchurch Auckland, whichever order that goes. And they're going to head back. And um, so it's really, really good. We heard from Karen in the first service. It was outstanding. She set the bar incredibly high for Andy to follow on from. <laughs> and, uh, but it's awesome to hear from you this morning, Andy. So why don't you give him a big hand as he comes.
5: It is pretty cool to be here. Um, I got back from Thailand, two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So if I start rambling, I'm just a little sleepy. Um, but I was, I was at the OM International Leaders Meeting and my goodness, um, 108 countries represented from around the world, um, and the things God is doing Blows my mind. Um, what you may not know about us is that we work with OM, have been working with them since we went, um, blessed by you guys to partner with them, and it's a very international organization. Um, one of the things I was doing in Thailand was leading worship, and I sang in seven different languages. <laughs> I have sung in Thai for the very first time in my life. Urdu um, was a little bit more of a challenge. Um, And some French and some Spanish and and other things. But one of the things that just ripped me up was hearing the things that God is doing. Um, Hearing of uh, a friend of mine working in Syria being approached by someone on the street and asked for a Bible. And when asked why, the guy said, I have been teaching jihad to ISIS and I am so tired of the killing. I need to know there is something more. (laughs) Yes, God is good. But I'm not going to talk to you too much about OM International. I'm going to start off with just a little bit of um, background, painting the picture for how we work in Belgium. And this is to give you an idea of how we fit into the structure. Reporting to the Belgian government is this group called ARPE, and that covers all of the Protestant churches. Now, you've li- I've got listed here what it looks like on the Flemish side that you have the evangelical churches, the Pentecostal churches, the formal Protestant churches, and all the others. This is to make sure that we're not working with a cult, because that, yeah, they are prone to think that evangelical churches and Pentecostal churches maybe head that direction. Um, Being a very Catholic country, it's a little bit understandable. Where we fit in is that we work alongside all of this. So Arpe recognises OM as an absolutely bona fide Christian ministry that supports the churches. Kids excited is so cool. And really what our, what our role is, is empowerment, leadership development, and opportunity. What empowerment looks like, this is, this is a photo of some friends of mine, um, I cycle with these guys on occasion. Um, and the guy kneeling at the bottom right hand here is a friend of mine, Michael. Um, We cycled across Italy together, which was just cool, Um, you know, best job in the world mission, it's great. Um, And he invited me to take part in this race, um, cycling with the team around the Spa Grand Prix circuit for eight hours. And in the training for it, he's sharing more and more of his story. And he asked me to mentor him because he'd lost hope in the Belgian church. He thought that it was absolutely impossible to see the church actually do anything effective and he was so incredibly frustrated. So I like to call it velo discipleship, which is discipleship on a bike. He trained me for the race, which, and then I mentored him. Um, There might have been a few occasions where um, he got the better of that deal because I couldn't speak anymore because of the hills we were going up. (laughs) But empowering people to believe not only in the church in Belgium, but to believe in themselves as part of that. And leadership development. Some of you heard Alan's story this morning, if you were here at the 9 o'clock and heard Karen. Alan Alan owned a pub. He's an Irish man. And he was working with an Englishman and a South African. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If only it was a joke. The truth is, this pub was actually the darkest place in our village. Um, Alan himself had been addicted to heroin. Out of the pub was the major drug trade in our village. And yet, there was hope as well the group of friends that were all doing this together still actually cared for each other. And they saw Alan really struggling. And one of them said to him, if you keep doing this, it's going to kill you. And it struck him so much that he decided to try and get himself off drugs. The day that he did, struggling with cold turkey symptoms, came across a paper that had an advertisement for a church in it and he said, God, if I wake up in time for the service tomorrow, I will go. He woke up, he went, he didn't remember any of the service, but he was speaking with the youth pastor and the pastor afterwards, and they prayed for the Holy Spirit to intervene in his life, and he was completely healed from all his symptoms of cold turkey. Yeah. He's a huge challenge to me, because nine months later, his Bible was destroyed because he'd read it so much. We've been working alongside Alan pretty much since then. Within a week of him finding Christ, he bumped into us on the street and we have been discipling him nine o'clock in the morning, rugby games in the pub. um, Showing him how he is a leader and an influencer in that darkest of places. Not pulling him out, but teaching him how to be the light in the darkness. And then the opportunities. This is a very fantastic Belgian couple um, starting a church plant. Actually, as a product of the discipleship on the bike, Michael is now working alongside these guys to kick off a new church in Leuven. And we get alongside guys like this and we can provide them people, we hook them up, we bring people from overseas and connect them with people in their own country that are just desperate to see something new happen. Huh. I talked about the international ministry and there's a lot that OM is doing. Um, we we kind of get a little involved internationally ourselves. Aside from what we're doing, walking alongside the church and Christians in Belgium, um, I'm also involved in the area of arts across Europe, I actually am the European Area Arts Facilitator. This is what it looks like on occasion. That's not going to get closer for me here. Um, he was tired of standing painting so we lay down on the floor together and painted and talking about what he's doing, coming alongside these artists who are trying to make a difference in their world. and giving them ideas of how not only can they paint, but how can they actually share their story. And then going into places like Kosovo, um, working alongside a church planting team there, where one of the main ways that they are seeing this church planted is um, actually pulling people, pulling women out of trafficking situations and working together with counselors in arts therapy One of the things that we see that happens is the more people are abused, the less they have the ability to tell their story. And so by the use of arts, we bypass all of the fear they have and give them a medium to tell their story again. And in so doing, actually manage to connect them with God's story at the same time, bringing both health and life. Um, Just at the International Ladies' Meeting, God's provision was amazing. I had no idea what band it was going to be that I was playing and ended up playing with Thailand's best drummer. Um, And a Christian, what a win. Um, Yeah, but more than that, connecting right across the organization and some of the things that God is pulling together to be effective in Europe, talking with the guys who are leading the ministries in Africa and seeing how we can bring some of these African Christians into places like Belgium to see transformation. And not having just them come in and plant African churches, but that whole concept of how do they come alongside and partner with Belgians to create a completely new expression. Um, I'm I'm seriously ridiculously excited about what the next phase looks like. God is absolutely going to transform Europe. And for some reason, we seem to be involved in it. Best job in the world. Church planting movements. One of the key things about us is this movemental DNA. And I love coming here because, you know, that's kind of what the whole vibe is. How to activate people, every single one of us, to be part of God's plan, God's kingdom. That's how movements get started. This is um, someone that I've been able to spend some time with. A little video clip of him talking about church planting movements. Have a listen.
3: Then we go to organic systems. Organic systems has to do with the organizational structure uh, of movements. Movements that go spontaneous and exponential, they have a very decentralised form. Power and function are distributed outwards. Every agent has got the capacity to reproduce the whole. You will find that movements that change the world tend to have a vibe of the movement side, the beginning side of the equation. Uh, what I call a transformational vision for the world. They believe their message and that their job is to deliver the message. The structure of a network would be another factor in living systems and organic systems. A starfish, if you cut a leg of a starfish, it grows another leg. The piece that you cut off grows into a whole new starfish. Chop it into ten pieces, you get ten new starfish. In other words, a starfish has a structure that any segment of it if it was removed from the main segment, it's got the capacity to reproduce the whole segment, the whole thing out of it again. And I think there's the metaphor for what movements are like. It's a metaphor that makes sense of movements that say, every believer is a church planter, every church a church planting church. That is, everyone has got everything in them to get the job done. That God has designed us in a certain way, that each of us carry the potential of Ecclesia. There's a movement in you and me, in potential, that needs to be developed out of me yet. But there's movement in every one of us. In in multiplication movements, if something goes wrong, it's self-disciplining. That is, eventually, it might affect two or three cells around it, in terms of churches that it might have planted. But then, sooner or later, the whole body kind of clears. Your body does this all the time with cancerous cells. Interestingly, in the West, where we've got massive centralized systems, are we free from heresy? And you look around and think, I don't think so. You know, with all our control systems, all our seminaries, all our kind of headquarters, all the kind of ordination ceremonies, all the stuff we seek to control, we're far more heretical. Centralised structures are more vulnerable to heresy than decentralised structures. A centralised structure attracts people who like power and often people who are wrong, and it only magnifies the influence throughout the system, because what happens at the top is affected right throughout the system. And so... Having all the seminaries in the world and everything you know that the West has got has not kept us free from being heretical, uh, and very heretical at times. It's the vibe of a movement, structure of a network, spread like viruses. It's a, a paid it forward movement. And the, the mathematics is, is simple, That if, if all we did was win three people to Jesus in a lifetime by discipling them into the kingdom and keep on discipling them afterwards. And all we require of them is to win three others in turn, you know, to love three people into the kingdom of God, and keep discipling them afterwards and they do pay it forward all the way down the line. Literally by the in America, you know, if there were if there was the base group was forty people committing to do that and you gave it something like twenty-five iterations, you would have pretty much covered the population of America and beyond. Thirty-seven years for the entire world. You begin with the end in mind, you know? We plant a movement, don't plant a church. And so multiplication must be factored right into the beginning of the equation. Spread like viruses, right? So even if we just did that, drop everything else we do and just start a discipling movement in a pay-it-forward style, you'd pretty much get it done. Get her down, as you say here in Texas, get her down.
5: Challenging, isn't it? Three disciples each, 37 years and we've done the world. What I don't want you to hear from that is that we are anti-structure. It's actually completely the opposite. Organic systems have the most complex and detailed structure. You have to think about it very, very carefully. And actually what we do with OM is we walk alongside these people, the, the ones who are tending towards activism, walking alongside them and saying, hey, no, no, this is what you're grounded on. This is the truth that you need to stay holding to. It's not a reaction to something. It's a decision to be movementally focused and you actually need to get your theology more right the more organic you want to be. Um, One of the things that has disturbed us in Europe has been the fact that it has been so centralised and so, so controlled, it's been the transplantation of a denomination and it's prevented it from spreading. So, really, what our heart is, is to come alongside the people who are yearning for something more and encourage them and then connect them with new people. Hopefully, from across the globe, because all of us have something to offer. We call these pioneering teams. Going into places in Belgium and eventually across Europe, where the church is not. And just to give you an idea of where it's not, 80% of Belgians live in towns and villages. 78% of those towns and villages have absolutely no Christian witness. As it stands, the Christian population of Belgium is between 03 and 0.5% of the local population. It gets up to about 1.4% when you include the expats, but like we were just saying, they're the ones that have established their little structure and that's all they reach. So we also actually work alongside those people, coaching churches and how to become movementally focused. It's so exciting actually, as we start to see pastors who are so desperate that they're not growing anymore, talking to us and seeing a new vision seeing hope, seeing different ways of reaching out, and even more, looking at people in their congregation in a completely different light and saying, do you know what? I never thought that you would be able to do much. But as I have started to believe in you, I'm blown away by just how much you can do. Going back to what Alan said about the starfish, (laughs) every single person has everything in them to make a church planting movement. That's every single one of you guys. It's not saying that you need to become some church planter. It's saying that the Holy Spirit, the God of creation resides in you. And because of that, you have everything you need to transform the world around you. It's that simple. And so we also have the fun of strategic partnerships, and we love being part of this church. Um, We were meeting with the leadership um, for a couple of weeks ago now, and as they were praying for us, I had this phrase, oh, we are international activators. (laughs) And then I said it to myself in French, and it's um, "activateur international. Which is, that's just flash. And if you if you just write the letters, it's AI, we're Artificial Intelligence. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it is such a privilege. And part of what we are hoping, actually, everything that we're learning, we don't want to keep to ourselves. We're not focused on Belgium in, in the sense of we can think about nothing else. Everything that we're doing, everything that we're learning is... As applicable here in New Zealand and the time that we've been spending here that has become so apparent that actually this shift to move mental thinking to being activated that every single one of you has the power to transform the community that you're in it's something that every one of us needs to grab a hold of and the really cool part is we are empowered by the Holy Spirit in it he develops our leadership as we follow him because he models leadership to us and then through everyone around us. And he provides the opportunity, does he not? I mean, even hearing Nikki this morning, you know, yeah. rocking. <laughs> even for children, if they are, and frequently, children are more willing, less afraid. Let us be like little children to see the opportunities in front of us and simply to share his love. What we do is mentoring the church, the church that exists and the church that is to be. And I can't think of anything else more exciting. Thanks for partnering with us. Um, we will be speaking again tonight, but um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to talk with you more if you've got any questions. Sheridan.
2: Fantastic, hey. Eh? How do, you, um, how, how do you say international activators again in French?
5: Activateur international.
2: It is the language of love, isn't it? Yeah. Hey? How, how can you hear that without getting kind of romantically inclined? No, 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 no I wasn't thinking you. <laughs> Give Andy another hand, that's great. It's very exciting. I I managed to put words which really helped me to what they're doing Um, because I'm simple, okay? I need a sentence. And um, so I think of Andy and Karen now in Belgium as middlemen. And uh, God sends people, students, they recruit them, they bring them in, they shape them, they mold them, and then they place them to help pioneer churches and help churches that have kind of got stuck push into the new things that God's got for them, which is directly in line with our heart here, isn't it? So it's fantastic, and um, I nearly said we're looking forward to sending you back. That wasn't quite what I meant, but in a sense we are, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're 100% behind you and looking forward to what God's going to do with you and through you. Hey, um, this morning, I don't know your, your background. I don't know where you've come from. This might be your very first time here in church or you could just be exploring things, but everything Andy said is in line with what we believe as a church. And at the top of it all, God wants to be in a relationship with you. That's what drives us. That's what gets me up in the morning, is that I know that I know that I know that Jesus wants to be in a personal relationship with every person. He paid an incredible cost so that that could happen. He came, he died on a cross, he was uh, resurrected from the dead. He did that to pay for sin. But you know, sin wasn't his end goal, to get rid of sin. His end goal was to connect people with the Father. His end goal was relationship. His end goal, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, was you and I in relationship with God. And this morning, before we finish the service, I want to make sure that every person here has had the opportunity To step into a relationship with God. And you may have never done that in your life. Can I encourage you today to make it the day where you say, okay, I'm going to start a journey. I'm going to start a journey of relationship with the creator of the universe. And it is only the start of a journey. But every journey starts somewhere. You may have been in relationship with Jesus. And for whatever reason, you've pulled back or you've fallen away. How about making today the day of fresh starts and stepping back into that place of journeying with God? It is His desire for every one of us. And can I ask you to bow your head just for a moment because I want to give every person privacy. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you're going... Yep, today I need to say yes to Jesus. Today I need to start a relationship or today I need to step back into a relationship with Him. Today is your day. It takes some courage to step into that place. And my experience tells me that when the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, when He's nudging me to to, uh, make a decision or to, do what He's asking me to do, often my heart races, my hands sweat, it just shows me that He's speaking to me, He's working on me, and then my part of the deal is to respond to Him. You see, Jesus gives us all a choice. It's incredible. He says, I want you to choose to do life with me. I want you to walk through life with me. I've made provision for you now. I want you to walk through life with me, but it's your choice. Just understand this. If you choose me today, you've chosen me and choosing me for eternity. Sadly, the flip side's also true of the coin there. And it's like, well, you don't have to choose Jesus, but understand that if we don't want anything to do with Him in this life, that is also a decision for eternity. His desire is that we all walk with Him. I loved Josh's story about his granddad. None of us deserve relationship. None of us deserve grace but He offers it to every one of us. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand just in a second if you're saying, Jesus, I choose to walk with you today for the first time or if you're coming back and going, Jesus, today I'm making a fresh start. It's a new beginning. If that's you today, can you lift your hand just so I can see it, please? While every head's bowed, thank you, I see your hand, I see your hand. Thank you. I've seen four people lift their hands so far. I'm just going to wait a couple of seconds. If you know it's you, come on. Today is the day. I've seen five people lift their hands. I've seen six people lift their hands. That is fantastic. I've had a couple of people looking out for you and we're going to have someone come and chat with you at the end of the service just to help you any way we can in your journey. And um, if we can help you anyway, we would love to do that. If someone doesn't get to you and you've got to sneak off, please come down the front, see myself or Jan or Pastor Ray. We'd love to help you any way we can. Church, can we please give these people a massive big hand? Bible tells me that when one person gets their life right with Christ the angels party there's a party going on in heaven right now because you said yes to Jesus this morning, that is fantastic well look I want to do a couple of things as we finish number one, actually I'm going to give you two bits of information, then we're going to pray for Andy and Karen and we're going to do that by lining down around the church and they're going to walk and we're going to pray God's blessing on them, that'll be a lot of fun But the first thing I'd like just to mention to you is um, Property Link, which is a ministry of the church. Alan Hall is uh, leading that. And he needs people who would like to get involved in helping out with it. You might have some handyman skills, all sorts of things you could do that could help people in our community with property. And Alan will be able to explain it to you far better than I can. But at the end of the service, Alan will be just down the back there somewhere. And uh, if you're interested in all um, of hearing a little bit more about that or perhaps going straight away, yeah, I could help with that. Um, go and have a talk with Alan, and he would love to know what your skill set is. He'd love to know, um, and he'll let you know how you can be involved, and we can bless people in our community through this incredible ministry. So that's a great opportunity there for you. The second one I'd just like to talk about for a moment, and if you're visiting with us this morning, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to the, 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 the normal family, and that is giving. And you would have noticed in the last few weeks we've made some changes in the way we give. We no longer pass bags around in the services. We do that for very good reason. We now have giving stations to the left of each door on your way out. And it is so important, family, that you keep giving, that you keep sowing into the work that God's doing, into His kingdom, and you do that without a bag coming in front of you. My encouragement to you is that, because it's all about recurring giving is really important. So my, my encouragement to you is set up an AP. Use the internet, all that kind of thing. But we do have facility for you to give, as you've always given out in the foyers. Why do we do this? Why have we made this change? I'll tell you why. Because I want our church to be the most welcoming place in the community for people whether they've got any church background or not. I want the, They might be a bit freaked out when they walk in here, everyone and worshipping God and that, but I want it to be the most welcoming. And one of the top three things that freak people out about church who aren't used to our culture is the church is going to ask me for my money. Well, we've fixed that problem. We're not asking you for your money. Unless you're part of the family, then we're asking you for your money. In the foyer. All the different ways, internet, push pay, all that kind of stuff. You know, we want to touch, we want to do greater than we've ever done in the city. And that takes finance. Finance, I oh, like what Pastor Ray, I'm going to give you this quote, Pastor Ray. He, he says, finance is an accelerator to the purposes of God. And he is so right. So it's right makes sense, eh? Hey? You understand? Brilliant. Right, now we're going to pray for the burdens. Let's go. So out of your seats. Let's line up down here. You know how to do it. Two rows. It's these guys' last day in town and we want to bless them and we want them to feel the weight of Activate Church in the right sense as they go, the weight of our blessing, the weight of our backing, the weight that we are family, the weight that we've got their back, the weight that we believe in them. How are you going down there? You got your roads kind of sorted? Brilliant. Brilliant. Just feel free to come round. They can do like a whole lap of the church. It's no problem. And they're going to be speaking again tonight. Thanks for coming out this morning. Great to see you. As they go, why don't you pray, declare, prophesy the goodness, the protection, the, um, I forgot the other word I was going to start you know, said with P, provision. Yeah, they were P words. Provision of God over them, that their family will be blessed, that they will know God's health, particularly Karen know God's health in her body in Jesus' name and that they will flourish in that place where you go guys, let's bless them in Jesus' name, Father I thank you for the Burden family, I thank you they've responded to your call Jesus I thank you that you have their backs, I pray your blessing your protection, your provision, your health over them in Jesus' name, let them flourish in that place and let them be successful, whatever that looks like in this next phase of ministry Give them courage, I pray, as they step into everything you have for them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. So we've sent them out. Now I send you out. Wherever you are, whenever you're there, be like Jesus. Amen. Have a great afternoon.